All right, and welcome back to Night Off. It's your boys. I'm Alex. I'm joined by my two best friends, Derek and Walsh, who are also my co-hosts. And we are returning back to the tier list that we started uh, two weeks ago now. Boys, it's been a minute. How are you feeling? Feeling good. I uh, held the fort down somehow. Didn't burn the house down. That you did. Yeah. Um, there might be some more footage that people might see where it's just me, but we're getting back on track with everything. So, uh, at least with the podcast, it's more up to date, which is nice. Yeah. Holidays, we got a little bit behind schedule because, you know, we had stuff going on. Life is life, man. It happens. Yeah. A little peek behind the curtain. Uh, I am high as shit on some cough syrup because I have been sick as a dog since like Tuesday. (laughs) Nice, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. my brother. Hope you feel better. Yep, working on it. Uh, and uh, let's uh, revisit the rules that we set up for uh, this tier list of all-time wrestling goats. Uh, top of the list is all-time goat. We've limited it to five spots. And if we want to put somebody in, somebody's got to come down. Simple as that. And we're also incorporating outside of the ring antics into where they line up on this list. So if you're a piece of shit in real life, you get dropped down. Simple as that. Simple as that. No. Uh, before we jump back into where we're gonna start off from where we left off last time, do we want to make any adjustments? Have we had any second thoughts about where anybody's placed on here? No, personally, no. I think we're good. Yeah, the only one that's giving me some pause right now is uh, Y2J, simply because of those allegations, but until we have some like evidence, I'm comfortable leaving him where he's at right now. I mean, I'm willing to bring him down. We, we, we did list off a few other things that happened. Uh, granted, it's his wife and stuff, but... That doesn't mean he's not connected in some way. He was just smart enough not to go to the January 6th uh, insurrection. So Yeah, happy anniversary to uh, January 6th, by the way. Let's let yeah. them never forget that there was an attempted insurrection. Animals. Jeez. <laughs> but it's yeah. just awful. It really is. It's one of the darkest moments in our history of America, in our very short history. You know what, actually... We're bringing Y2J down a couple pegs because of this. A couple pegs? I'm thinking we mid-card his ass. You want to mid-card Jericho, really? I do. And he, I, granted, I love the guy in the ring and all that. I, but, I'm, I, you know, we just hit the anniversary and, you know, bygones are not freaking bygones yet. Okay. Um, Walsh, you got anything to redeem Jericho here? Oh no! You put him on. You put him behind Bulldog, brother. Behind Bull, all the way at the end. Ooh. All the way at the end. All the way at the end. Uh, no, I'm entirely fine with that. Uh, I mean, maybe it turns out all the allegations are completely fake, and he was telling his wife, "Hey, don't do that." But you know what? I've got no evidence either way, and frankly, I don't care. Oh no! The allegations I was referring to are of the. Uh, Sexual assault variety. Yeah, spicy. Oh, those are spicy. Aren't good. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. At AEW. Mm-hmm. Recent so, history, no less. Past couple I of think, years. I uh, think 
Yeah, so I, I, in my opinion, he goes to mid-card, and if those allegations turn out to be true, he's got to go down the, to uh, get the fuck out territory. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. If those turn out to be true, absolutely, he's in get-the-fuck-out territory. Yep. And I love Jericho. I do, too. It's just, it's just fuck that shit. You know, you don't mm-hmm. do that. You don't do that. Okay, let's let's get into somebody kind of new here. We've got um, <laughs> the the dead man, Undertaker, Mark Calloway, the phenom. I'm running out of his nicknames here. <laughs> uh, the judge of the kangaroo court that was wrestler's court. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What, what was he called uh, during his biker days? Uh, biker taker, I think, was what they came up with. Is that what it was? Uh, Big Red Booger uh, was something along those lines. That was when they started like constantly showing off that he had the neck tattoo of his wife or whatever. And then he got it of her tat- name. covered up. Yeah. 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 Uh, I personally speaking, uh, I don't know much outside of the ring antics that he has. Mm-hmm. For the most part, uh, the man's been in the game a long time. I mean, he's got name status alone. He's oh, had yeah. some really great matches over the years, but there's been a lot of bad ones too. Even he'll testify to that. So, I mean, the last ride documentary series that they did not too long ago really laid it out for how he felt about like the tail end of his career and wanting to just keep pushing himself to come back and have like one last good match. Yeah. And I, I think he did get a lot of those great matches near the end. Cause a lot of those WrestleMania matches for him near the end were just, they were awesome compared to some of the ones in the early two thousands. I mean, I think the biggest, probably terrible blight match of his career was that Saudi Arabia show where him and Goldberg got concussed. <laughs> Within the first yeah. like, two minutes of it, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, you know I I would almost say goat because of his work ethic and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the very least, I would say legend. Look, I'm I'm comfortable putting him at legend. I don't want to push him any kind of higher than that. Uh, while he was still like unretired, you know he maintained. Like his mystique, his or his kayfabe character, like mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, he kept it, he kept, he kept it close to the chest. He wasn't too outlandish or anything like that. He wasn't one of those guys that was getting busted for you know DUIs or anything like that. Uh, but I think, sort of like his immediate like post retirement, he started showing a bit more of his true colors. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. dude's a, like a Blue Lives Matter type of guy. And I don't want to push him oh. to goat status for, look, I'm not going to, there's nothing wrong with being conservative, you know, but he's, right, right. he's a bit too much like that. Like he's not quite at Kane level, which I respect, but mm-hmm. he's also the guy who's like, he was Vince's right hand guy. You know, he was his enforcer and that's. I respect the man for being loyal, but I don't want to give him props for being loyal to a guy who was a piece of shit, you know? I agree with that. Walsh? Uh, I mean, recognition he has and not 
being a total piece of shit outside the ring, I'd put him, you know, probably towards low legend, if not mid legend. And then, you know, there could be reasons to bump him one way or the other. Okay. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. I mean, he is the undertaker. He is an undeniably huge part of wrestling history. And oh, his yeah. name was how many years did he go just in WWE? Well, his entire career. He, that, that was his entire career. Yeah. I mean, and that he was worked at it and didn't just immediately start there. I'm sure he did smaller companies while he worked at it. I want to say it was like thirty, nearly thirty years he did with the WWE. Almost, I think. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't like, a, "Hey, I just got a high out of high school. We're signing you to the big league." <laughs> no, he worked for a little bit. Like, uh, I mean, he did debut as the Undertaker. Uh, fairly young like he had some time before they really uh like nailed down a character for him because i think initially he was like mean mark or something like that uh and he was you know big ginger fucker and that was like his whole gimmick before they you know figured out the undertaker and then you know they played around with it for a little bit before he really like found his stride well so he started in 1990 it says uh, with the WWE, with the WWE, yeah. So I, I don't know before I'm then. Just, just saying, the first time he wrestled wasn't on WWE. Oh yeah, in front well, of the yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm just saying the, the amount of time he was with WWE though. Technically, it's still present, even though he's retired. Mm. So and he retired what was it 2014? Technically, somewhere around there. So like, that wasn't like 24, 24, 25 years. He did almost 30. Uh, I think 2014 was the match with uh, Lesnar, right? Where the record was broken. Well, yeah, but he didn't retire after that. Oh, I thought that was his retirement. No, no, he didn't retire till like two years. No, I got technically now like almost four years ago. Yeah, November of uh, 2020. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. So 30 years. Yeah. Cool. That's a long time with one company, man. Mm Hmm. And, you know what? He had a great career. You can't die. Yeah. Uh, now, do either one of you two recognize this uh, big slab of beef of a man right here? Picture's a little small for me. Mm-hmm. But I think I recognize that guy. Is that Ken Shamrock? No, older than Ken Shamrock. Brian Shamrock. Brian Shamrock. This, <laughs> no, who is it? This gentleman is the longest reigning WWF champion of all time, Bruno San Martino. Oh, San Martino. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think cumulatively his record holding is over 2,000 days as champion. Yeah, I know that. I know he definitely went over 1,000 for sure because. Uh... Roman Reigns went over a thousand, and San Martino's name is listed. Yeah, no, as he, one of the greats that was able to do it. So I know at least a thousand. Yeah, seriously, like he's from like the territory days, like before there was really like Vince taking over all of the other promotions in the country to have a massive network that was the WWF. 
I think this is he started when it was WWWF. Oh, okay, okay, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, oop, sorry for my mic bump. No, you're just you know saying hello to the mic. Just giving a little tap, a little tap, tap, tap. A little, a little tappy tap, a little love tap. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know much about Bruno San Martino myself personally. Uh, I don't either. I I know of him. I haven't. I don't think I've watched any match technically. You knew his name. That's more than I knew. <laughs> for me, it's more because of research and stuff, especially like last week when I was looking up stuff for the podcast for last week. <laughs> his name kept popping up for me alongside Roman Reigns. So. Yeah, uh, mean, he's a certified legend uh, from before the days where there was really, like, superstars, you know? Mm-hmm. Early Yeah, draw. I can't say much. I, I mean, I I would want to say main eventer at least. I would say legend because he comes from, he, he's OG. Yeah, like, he's the oh. template. Yeah. I, I mean, he looks like the type of the type of guy you would see in the mid to late '80s in many respects with the butt with the build. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, I don't know much audience. You know, if you want to inform us about some things about him, I'd love it. Yeah, that might be uh, something we dive into another episode. Is like the the early days of like WWF, like when Vince like first took over, and kind of like what his uh, Vince Senior set up for him before he uh, bought it from him. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Talk about the territory days and all that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be a good educational experience for all of us. I think so. I think so. Because they got into some shit back in them days. Yeah, with a little bit that I've looked up over the past bit since we started the podcast, like, there's some wild stuff that went out back in the days. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an original screw job that we can talk about. That I didn't know was called the original screw job at the time, until oh. I actually started watching the documentary on it. Wait, which one are you referring? Are you referring to the one with the fabulous Moolah? Uh huh. Yeah. God. Uh, she's a piece yeah, the, of work. Yeah, the OG uh, screw job. <laughs> now, but yeah, uh, so for San Martino, yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say legend just because he's like he's a framework. But I'm also willing to go down to main eventer because I don't really know much about him. Look, until I have something where he's like, oh, this guy was an obvious piece of shit or something like that, I'm fine with keeping him at legend because longest title reign that is still recognized by the WWF, totally. Rocket. Awesome. Down. Uh, up next is we've got Hulk Hogan's boy who kept him employed for his entire career. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh my god, it is him. Ed Leslie, also known as fucking Zodiac, and like 20 other gimmicks that he had in his career. Uh, like, I don't want to knock the kid necessarily, but he had no no Riz. No Riz, sure. Uh, he worked consistently, though, as long as he yeah. was working. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put him down to get the fuck out. I don't think he's that low or anything. But I, I would say the lowest for me that I would put him is is Jabroni, like jobber level. Because he put the work in. It's just that his dad had to be working for him to get work. Yep. I mean, he's, he's a unique kind of like 
weirdo. Uh, he seems like yeah. the type of dude who was just like, kind of just there to party and wrestle and didn't, they they just gave him whatever and he rolled with it. <laughs> I think you put him kind of mid-card then. It's like, hey, we can't have you start the show. People just leave. You're not <laughs> ending the show. You're going to be that right in between when everyone's going to go to the bathroom. You know what? That's a good example. He is a bathroom match guy. That is a perfect analogy. Thank you. <laughs> or they get everybody to go home. Oh, no, dude. No, he's not. Like, I'm you will stay too long. You, can't, you don't have to stay here. You don't have to go home. Man. Go. Just go. That's a damn shame. Okay. <laughs> I'm done with Mint Carter, though. Okay, I will okay. agree. Okay. Uh, this gentleman... Right here, we've got. I don't know if you either. You two recognize him. I see. I don't from the picture. Yeah, uh, maybe if he had an apple in his hand that he was taking a big bite out of. That's uh, Carlito. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I do not recognize him there. I think this is from just before he was released last time. Uh, okay. Because he came back just uh, in Puerto Rico, and got a huge pop. Was looking a lot bigger than he does here. And okay. uh, he's doing some stuff now, which is great, but he was off TV for, I don't know where he was wrestling in between uh, his kind of heyday during the, I think it was like the Ruthless Aggression era, maybe? Yeah, I don't know him personally. That Like that, his career at least. Yeah, not a huge impact, but uh, kind of just like one of those guys that's like, oh, hey, he's well-liked. You know, never uh, made a huge impact up until I would say maybe a little bit recently. He's doing some stuff. Okay, yeah, he's in uh, NXT recently. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I I would say probably mid Carter for yeah, myself. So is he gonna win the bathroom match or maybe just above that? <laughs> no, he's he he's not going above that. I don't think. I'm gonna guess, but I just don't know much. I just know the name, more or less. Yes. Like, he's not one of those guys that's, like, hugely main event, like, oh, this guy's a superstar. But there's not to disrespect the guy. He just hasn't had, like, the most stellar of career. He's a great, you know, guy in the ring. Nobody has anything bad to say about him, as far as I know. Well, and, you know, like Walsh said in the first part of this, uh, this series here, you know, he's got room to grow. Yeah. You know, he's got time to expand, get better, <laughs> and he'll move up the tier list from then on. Yeah. Or fuck up and get dropped on the goddamn list. <laughs> okay. You know, negative Walsh is coming into play. So, yeah, yeah that could happen Not too. negative, just both Realist. options exist. Realist Walsh. <laughs> Thank you. We, we need your steady hand to guide us. Can't yes. have the ups without the downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, recording Derek is editing Derek. I get it. Yeah. I get it. A little bit of split personality going on there. Uh, a little bit. This guy, though, is probably one oh, of I my know. all-time favorites. Yep. Uh, he's up there for me as well. I I know the name, so, I mean, he definitely got some recognition. And you know uh, what? I mean, I'd put him at GOAT status. Yeah, so anybody for audience, oh. for you don't know, this is Sting we're talking about here. 
We yeah. are talking about Sting. Uh, this particular image that they have of him looks like from the WCW NWO days. Of, yeah, uh, his crow crow sting. style. Yeah. Yeah. God, he was uh, so He's kind of cool. started doing pro sting again a little bit. He never really uh, stopped. Yeah. So. I mean, there was a period in, like, the TNA days where he did, uh, like, the main event mafia where he dropped all the makeup. Mm-hmm. And then there was also, like, the Joker sting. That was Remember another Joker variation. sting as well. Yep, yep. Uh, but he's that always, went out for a bit. Yeah, but, like, once they, you know, found, uh, like, Crow sting, he didn't really uh, stay too far from it for a long time because it worked. It still works. It works, yeah. I mean, right now he's actually prepping up because uh, he has, like, uh, creative control over his, his character. And he's prepping up for his retirement, actually. So we're going to be seeing his... Probably one of his final storylines for a long time, or if ever. I mean, if he's retiring only from in-ring work, that's fine. I mean, the dude is ancient, and he's still, like, climbing on top of balconies to jump off of them. Mm-hmm. And he's still a great wrestler. Yeah, like, like, he's severely limited, but he works with it. I I would put him, I would say legend, at the very least. I'm fighting for GOAT here. All right. All right, who are you dropping down then? What's your argument? What's my argument? Oh God, uh, because we've I, got. I, did, I didn't even say I disagree. <laughs> For me, I feel like I want to see this final storyline first before I say goat, because he gets to actually control it this time. Uh, yeah. I almost want to give it to him just out of, like, spite for how they left him in WWE. Oh, they screwed him over. They didn't use him, and then they dropped him out to, like, Triple H. Mm-hmm. And they never gave I mean, us, like, the Undertaker-Sting feud that we rightfully deserved. Seriously. That would have been amazing. I Okay, so if I had to make the argument personally, I would take The Rock down a peg. You take the rock, the rock down a peg. Okay. The Rock still has time to cook. He's got time to cook, and he also has time to apparently continuously lie about never being to uh, In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, okay. I did actually want to bring this up because I watched this too. Okay. <laughs> this is a whole this is a whole ass conspiracy, audience. This is a whole oh ass God. conspiracy. <laughs> because there's real evidence. The man keeps making videos. He keeps making videos with In-N-Out food. Now, I know that in one of the fucking, the, one of the, the videos, he's like, oh, I bought it for my friends as I was passing through. But there's a different video later on where he's like, I've never done the drive-thru. I didn't know what to do. And they had to help me. They were such professionals. Like, fuck off. You know what? No, no. Okay. Put Sting on Goat. You take that motherfucker down a peg. <laughs> oh. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. I've been up since 6.30 a.m. <laughs> You're so mad about in and out burger? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> oh, I, I don't care at all about in and out burger whatsoever. What I care about is The Rock constantly making the same video over and over and over again about in and out burger. Just eat the damn burger. You never see him eat it. He pulls a fry towards his face and then it's gone. You never see him eat it. You never see his face. He keeps showing off his tequila. You have gotten some real passion about the People's Champion here. Like, 
Did he, like, show up at your house and punch your grandma in the face? Almost. At the very least, he shit in my cornflakes, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I, could, I can smell what the fucking rock is cooking. And it's shit? And it's shit. I thought and it was pancakes. That's because of the bread from the In-N-Out burger. Look, I'm, I'm okay with this. They just brought him back. Well, he's going to do something with Roman, maybe at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was we'll going to say they're, they're going to prep a uh, WrestleMania fight for, was it 40? So Probably. We'll see. I, all I know is Cody's never going to get to finish his story at this point. At this point, yeah, seriously. Like, do, you think, do you think they're going to give The Rock the title and take away Roman's title? I don't see why they, like, wouldn't at this point with... Roman being champion, and I think he's defended it like less than ten times this entire year. Does that, yeah? There's actually some truth. To it. I think it's eight altogether or six. It's an it's an even number. I remember it being an even number. Yeah, like I think The Rock could fit that into his schedule. Well, yeah, because when you, once you hit legend status, you're basically doing what six matches probably if you want to. If you want, especially to. especially if you have creative control. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Rock. I I love you, but yeah. Apparently, it took Sting his entire career to get creative control. And you know what? He deserved it. Like Sting was one of those yeah. guys that like you never had heard any issues about him. I mean, yeah, he seriously. admitted himself to having drug problems and got himself clean without hurting anybody, as far as I know. All right, what's his stance on In and Out Burger? I think he's Motherfucker probably eat in an out burger. I wouldn't doubt it. He won't just not show himself eating it while recording. <laughs> Weak ass shit. Yeah. Double doubles. Maybe it's because the rock style. is a robot. Yeah. Look, I'm drinking a uh, proprietary brand of iced coffee. I'm drinking an iced tea that I will not show the label of because we're not sponsored. But I would be you happily sponsored. You can see sponsored. us doing it. You can see us doing it. All right, let's Look, move on. No, no, I'm not. I'm not taking him down another level. It's The Rock. He's the highest-grossing movie star of all time. I have arguments for switching him and Steve Austin, but I'm not going there right no, now. No, no, let's hear it. I no. want to hear it. Okay, this is the time when he would come out and he would spit beer all over the crowd. They love As him. the three of us know, I can get Nikki on my own. Like I don't need <laughs> someone spitting beer on me. Like. I'll spill something. It's going to happen. You don't need to spit on me. Yeah, behind the scenes audience, uh, <laughs> Walsh is very good at getting fruit punched on himself, even when he's not drinking it or near it. It it's, just happens. Yeah, you're a magnet for stickiness. Mm-hmm. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens. And all I'm thinking about is the waffle cookie your mom used to make with powdered sugar all over them. I had to eat one, and it looked like I'd been doing cocaine for eight hours straight. Yeah. Oh, for those that are extraordinarily confused, a waffle cookie is actually uh, our colloquial term for Pizzelles, traditional uh, cookies around Christmas that are delicious. Delicious. They're delicious. So good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Honestly, your mom might as well have put cocaine on them because, fuck, they were so good. I mean, can't we, had stop. To, we had to do something with all the extra cocaine that was in the house. Makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. You mix it with powdered sugar, you never know. Same fact. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, okay, don't, okay. Don't, don't sniff powdered sugar, anyone, please. 
Okay, so Stone Cold is next on the chopping block. I'm going to wait until we have somebody that we want to replace him with. Unless you want to make the argument that he should be replaced with The Rock. I'm looking at you. I'm not not making this argument. Okay, okay. You know what? Tomorrow, there's going to be a video of The Rock just like hammer a double. He fucking better. I'll be happy then. Jesus Christ, stop making these videos where your, your hands are just all over the fucking place. Okay, we're moving on. Maybe he's uh, doing magic tricks. Like, No, yeah, because he goes, oh, here's a fry. Gone. Gone. We're in shambles here. We're in fucking shambles. Look, we got DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the man who brought yoga to wrestling and saved Jake the Snake's life, amongst others. Not only that, he, for the, the, the tail end, in my opinion, of WCW, he propped WCW up. For a guy who didn't start wrestling until he was 35, phenomenal. I think he's a main eventer, at least, personally. Simply because he uh, rehabs other people, like, goes out and, like, saves them from themselves, I would put him at legend. That's actually pretty cool. I think I'm losing you and a little then bit. And the after of it, move a little bit closer. Give a bonus. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I was losing you yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, same here. But I can hear you now. Yeah. <laughs> that was on purpose. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, okay. But yeah, no, I agree with Legend. I didn't know he did that. That's actually really cool. Yeah, if you watch um, the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary about basically like his fight with sobriety and DDP like straight up had him move into his house and kept an eye on him, made sure he got clean, helped him, you know, get some mobility back in his body while teaching him how to do yoga and stuff. Like DDP is a fucking saint. I mean, that almost could rival bringing him up to, to goat status in many ways. Like, that's above and beyond going outside the ring. Where it's not necessarily limelight type stuff, where you're just doing it to do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I'm not sure, but I think he's his current project is uh, Buff Bagwell, if I'm not mistaken. And Such helping a him, great name. Yeah, and helping him get back up there. Such a great name. <laughs> uh, the only reason I'm okay I'm, with Legend. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with Legend. So, like, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, like, the only reason I'm not, like, saying that we should bump him up any higher is just because of, like, I want there to be, like, some requirement for, like, actual, like, in-ring accolades, like a career in-ring. And he started real late. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely not the best wrestler overall. Like, when it comes to tricks and, and moves that he can do. He's consistent. He's consistent. Uh, Diamond Cutter is iconic. Yep. He's got Riz for days. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I would not put him below main eventer, in my opinion. No, I, I'm not saying that I should put him any lower, obviously. Oh, no, I know you're not. I'm just saying, like, there's no... I don't think anyone could really truly make the argument that he's lower than main eventer. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, someone who I feel like could be placed 
basically anywhere, depending on what stage of his career is the guy we got. That the guy we got next, we got fucking we got Bubba Ray Dudley here. Uh, Dudley Boys as a tag team, amazing. Yep. Uh, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray. Depending on what year you look at his career, he could fall anywhere. The dude is all over the place, in my opinion. Yeah, I uh, I mean, if we were only going to be talking about tag team stuff here, I'd be saying main eventer, easy. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the solo stuff, not the biggest fan of. Uh, I would put him at, like, mid-card range, personally. I mean, I, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Like, I don't... Like, the Dudley boys, they're not jabronis. They were no. over with the crowd. They were mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, his later career in, like, TNA and stuff, probably not the highlight of his career. I mean... But consistent still. Yeah, these days, Con- I mean... He's got some hot takes on the Busted Open podcast that... I'm not, it's like hit or miss. He's got like a 50-50 chance of like pissing me off, you know? I feel like he's kind of always been that way though. Mm-hmm. You're either going to love him or hate him. There's no there's no middle ground really when it comes to uh, your thought process or opinion on him. Yeah. I've been like a mid-card, but if they were together, right at main event. Yeah, I'm kind of Or like tag the- team. I'm thinking, like, just for the tag team status, put him at mid-carder, and I almost want to put Devon a little bit higher on mid-carder. Devon's had a better career, technically, solo, because I was going to argue that, too. Yeah. He's had more, uh, like, announcer status as well. Uh, um, the, uh, uh, what was the, the, the role where he, where he was basically a priest or a father? Oh, where he was a deacon? Yeah, the yeah Deacon, uh, not bad overall. Not my cup of tea necessarily, but not bad. That was during the right to censor era, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I would I would put him up to main eventer personally. I I really can't think of like a negative thing to say about the guy. You know, I because his tag team career with uh, with Bubba was just one part of his career. Whereas mm-hmm. with Bubba, that was the highlight. Yeah, that was the highlight of his career. <laughs> so, yeah, I would I'd put him at main eventer. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, any preference on this? I mean, unless it comes out, he hunts down squirrels just to punch him in the tail and then sets them free. Uh, no, he takes in endangered goats and rehabilitates them so they can go back into the wild. Yeah, he helps them. Uh, wild goats, you say. Yeah, he brings them over to DDP, and they teach them goat yoga. Yep. Yep. <gasps> Seems like the best team up. Okay, okay. Move him to legend. <laughs> That's true. That would, that would be goat status, That actually. would be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. Just waiting for it. Just waiting for it to sink in a little bit, you know. Like, come on. Come on. I started this joke chain real early here. <laughs> You've been laying the groundwork and the seeds for it the entire time. Yep. yep. Oh, shit. 
Uh, no, he's just he, he's a good guy. He's a good wrestler. If there's anything that I don't know about, like behind the scenes antics or like outer ring antics, like let us know, audience. But I at the moment I'm I'm main eventer. I can't yeah, go lower than that. A lot we don't know. There's probably is. I think these days he works as a backstage producer, and I never hear anything negative about him. Yeah, he's I, I believe uh, he's in the gorilla position a lot. Actually. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Someone who probably is not in the gorilla position and not backstage anymore, unfortunately, is this guy right here, Spike Dudley, man most known for taking probably the nastiest bumps during the Attitude Era. Jesus, I thought this guy died like at least a dozen times. At least. Oh, my gosh. So I remember a lot of those matches, and I felt bad for him even back then as a kid. Like absolutely wild. They 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 did not care about his safety. I don't. The, think the wrestlers. Cared about his the wrestlers. The wrestlers cared. The ones he was wrestling against. But jeez, I I'd put him at mid card personally. The man's done some work. He's had some great matches. He's not respected as much as I think he should be. I mean, his entire job was to be jobbed out to yep. main eventers and mid carders. Like that was his whole thing. Like he was there to get beat up. Oh, I know. I know. I just, it's, he did such a good job. He did a great job. I'm, I'm okay with putting them at mid-card. Uh, unfortunately, there's, like, he's never gonna, he would never get a main event. Like, he would no. never get a title shot. Like, maybe the 24-7 title or the hardcore title, they would put it on him as a joke. I was gonna say, they. I bet you they would put the title on him in, like, a squash thing where he loses it immediately. Yeah, but. Where it's a joke. Oh. Or like money in the bank kind of situation where he runs in and and steals the title real fast. God, I like the women's first money in the bank match, where I think it was Ellsworth was the winner. First women's money in the bank match, and it's a man winning for it was Carmella. I remember you telling me about that. I never watched it, but yeah, yeah. We can revisit that. That's. So terrible. I love it. Oh, that's so funny. That's God so fucking awful. The misogyny of it all. Seriously. Uh this guy up ahead though, Mr. Ass, badass Billy Gunn, one of the guys who somehow is still working to this day and is somehow more over than ever. Daddy ass himself. Mm-hmm. You know this person, Walsh? No. The name sounds somewhat familiar, but it's not making any connection. So. No, I've heard it, but. Yeah. Like, early days in his career, I would have put him at, like, jabroni status, right? When he was a member of the tag team smoking guns, like their gimmick was. They were cowboys. Uh, Then, you know. DX came around, kind of gave him a second lease on life. Really uh, yeah, boosted his that's career. Yeah, more of a band-aid, though. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, there was this TNA run where he got gay married. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. But these days, I mean... That's wild. He's um, he's one of the... Like, he had a, he's got a title run with the acclaimed as... The trios champion in AEW, they're they've got belts. They've got custom belts. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that... This is hard. This one's hard. Like, he's got a sense of humor about himself. He's still in phenomenal shape. He can't move like he used to, but he can still somewhat go. I, I feel like... <coughs> I feel like like AEW isn't represented enough sometimes because it's... Even though it's not new, it's still basically new, especially, at least compared to the WWE. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would put him at main eventer, personally. The guy... The guy's quite a draw for AEW, per, like, overall. Currently, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's got Riz, too, so... And, you know what? He brought up two sons, who... They're still fresh in their career, but they're promising. He's making a dynasty. Yeah. I I give him credit for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's done the work. I mean, like like you said, or his early career... I would definitely put his like a jobber level, mm-hmm. jabroni status. Uh, but he's put the work in. He was willing to do the time, and we've seen the results now that he's moved over to AEW. Yeah, like he was never like the best in ring guy, but he's still fucking over. Yep. Like, and he, he cares about the other wrestler. Yeah. You know, what? yeah. I'm he's a, main eventer. I'm good with that. Like, a little bit of scissor me, daddy. In the ring, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'll hold me, Daddy. <laughs> I don't think either one of you two are recognizing this guy that we have next, though. I recognize him. I don't remember the name, though. He, he was uh, he was either like a WCW or ECW crossover when, when one of them went out. I, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. For some reason, like I, I almost said Taz, but it's not Taz, obviously. No, no, that's not even... That, oh, oh, that is so disrespectful Taz. to Taz. Uh, but I don't remember. No, yeah, no, I know it's not Taz. But I just, I don't remember this guy's name. He looks more like a Chaz. Yeah, no, that is the road dog. That's what it was, the road dog. Yeah. I remember of, him. I, I saw a couple matches when I was younger. Yeah, one of the members of the New Age Outlaws alongside uh, Billy Gunn and founding mm-hmm. member of DX. And just, like, the lamest motherfucker on the planet, probably. Like, dude is yep. whatever, kind of. Yeah, I was going to tell you, with what little I know of him, I was going to put him down at Jabroni or lower. Yeah, like, I I don't, I'm sure there's a reason to drop him lower, but I don't. Probably. I don't feel like disrespecting him any more than Jabroni status as it is. Basically, he's disrespected himself enough, so don't mm-hmm. don't don't beat him up anymore. I mean, for a guy whose entire gimmick when he first started was to be the roadie for Jeff Jarrett. So weird. <laughs> the main thing I remember is when he would whip his hair back. It just looks so weird and gross. I mean, the only thing that I can really say he nailed down was when he would cut a promo and he would start it off with. You know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and that whole spiel. He could rattle that off, but beyond that, that was it. That's all he had. Yeah. And throwing glow sticks. Well, she even know this guy at all? Not really. Yep, he's not He's not going anyhow. All right. No. Yeah, like, all right. That's... The road dog sounds so familiar and uh, probably right at that era of like, oh, yeah. One episode, twenty-five years ago. 
I just remember seeing him back in the day, like in one or two matches, and that was it. And I did not enjoy those matches. I remember being bored. I guess that's probably why I remembered them. Yeah. But seeing his picture immediately, like, rekindled that. I was like, oh, God. Like, right. ew. Gross. Sorry, not sorry, Road Dog. Uh, we've got 123Kid, X-Pac, the guy who somehow has had one of the longest careers in the business. Yeah. Uh, I mean... He shat pancakes for a little bit because of his uh, his special technique. You knew I was going to bring it up. You knew oh, I knew. No way I I, like, yeah, you're not. You're you can't let the man live it down. I can't. I love the guy though. I mm. do. I uh, I think he's an, an amazing wrestler. He's has a, a very uh, storied uh, outside the ring life, to say the least. Some of it very much documented in ways I would rather it not be. Oh, oh, I just realized what you were alluding to. Yes. Yep. yep. That's an... Audience, audience, if you don't know, Walsh, I hope you know this already, because otherwise, uh, sorry, brother. The look on your uh, face tells me you are gladly ignorant. Oh, boy. So, uh, no. I'm gladly yeah. ignorant. There's a movie out there called One Night in China. Uh. And, um... Uh, yeah, we get to see uh, Boy X-Pac in China have some fun in the uh, X-rated variety. Oh, man. I hate that I've seen it. You've seen it? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Why would you subject yourself to that? I had to know what she looked like. I was like, what? We were, this was, we were in our... This was like 2006, 2007 when this came out. So I was, in, like, I was a young adult. I would check, but I don't want that in my browser history. I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of it. Uh, both of them, th that was a very dark point in their lives, and, like, seeing after the fact, like, I feel very, very sad, yeah. you know? Like, because, like, I know we're not talking about China, but China, you know, all due respect, she was not that bad of a wrestler overall. She wasn't the greatest or nothing. She definitely got sloppy near the end. But um, <laughs> it's sad to see the downfall. And yeah. I feel like X-Pac Pac got lucky. He got to uh, pick his life back up. Yeah, he did. Unfortunately for us, uh, Miss Joni Lawler is no longer with us. Right, rest in mm -hmm. peace. And uh, Very sad. Our boy X-Pac, a.k.a. real life uh, Sean Waltman, still around. Still uh, around. Still, uh, you know, provides a little bit of uh, color commentary on some of, like, the sideshows for WWE. Uh, yep. I think he does work backstage these days. Honestly, uh, to me, he's a legend. I don't know if I would put him up at legend. I mean, he was basically a glorified jobber. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I I, I, I kind of agree with that, but I don't like know. Like low main eventer. When, when I think of the the attitude yeah, era, I think of DX, and when I think of DX, X Pac is one of the first ones I think of. Well, yeah, because he's the one guy who never dropped the gimmick. Ever. He's, like, I think he still does the suck my dick thing. I think he does. I think he does it probably to himself in front of the bathroom when he wakes up in the morning. Just in the mirrors. Like, yeah, still got it. Yeah. <laughs> suck and it. Then he, and then he bronco, bronco busters his, uh, his toilet to relive 
to relive the pancake shitting days. Oh, God, I don't think anyone would want to relive that. Yeah, you never know. Some people, uh, I'm not going to kink shame. Yeah, look, I'm going to side with uh, Walsh's opinion here. Like, he could go up to main eventer or mid-carder, but looking at what we've got in the mid-card, I don't feel comfortable putting him above Finn Balor, Cesaro, Sandman. Jeez. I, I mean, you're right. I'm seeing some of these names, and I would not put him above them. Yeah. I mean, I'd put him above above uh, Bubba Ray. Mm-hmm. I'm totally comfortable with that. I Okay. I, Walsh? I am going to... I like that. Feels right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, headcanon, the reason he wears the bandana so low is early on in his career... I believe it was Scott Hall uh, shaved one of his eyebrows off a day or two before they were doing a photo shoot for some action figures. So he had to shave off both of his eyebrows when he was the one, two, three kid. Yeah, there's an action That's figure. A great practical joke. There's an action figure of the one, two, three kid, young X Pac, just no eyebrows on the card. I freaking love that. I'm going to have to look for that while I'm editing this down. Oh, yeah. You are going to see that, and you are just going to chuckle to yourself. A nice, sensible chuckle. Uh, I am so sorry for the audience that is only listening because, damn, that's good. Yeah, I think Derek's got something. Derek cuts to it now. (laughs) And now, again. (laughs) And again. Again. Okay, okay, okay. Uh no, anything Derek had that happen to him the other day, he only did it one time. Or no, twice. He did it twice. He was like, no, no, no more for you boys. I like gave he, you some. I taketh away now. He's got too much power. He does. He does. He It's 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 gone to his head, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, well, no, not even somebody who went to their head. Just a guy who, you know, he, he, had, he had his moment, let's say. Raven had his moment. Yeah, uh, audience, this is Raven. Uh, I mean, he definitely fit the gimmick for the times of Mm -hmm. what people were dressing like, what people, the attitude was like. Uh, I best remember him for his promo that he did inside of, like, a high school classroom where he sat in a desk, and he did this whole spiel about being, like, dark and brooding, and then he, like, went to slam the desk uh, down because it was like the, the desk part would actually open and close and it squeaked yep. and uh, oh man I'm sorry that uh, that ruins a lot for me because I can't <laughs> forget that I'm sorry I just can't I think my favorite part of his career was the way that he would kind of like come across as like one of these guys who's like he ran away from home as a kid because of his troubled home life and then eventually they revealed his parents were just like nice and rich and he had a good upbringing and his entire like facade just kind of came crumbling down but he didn't like he was just a spoiled rich kid that was his gimmick yep yep mm-hmm. I mean the clothes he wore cost money yeah. And, um, I mean, we all got that vibe when he would just sit down in the in like against one of the posts, yep, and just like stare at his opponent, and did not give a shit. So, some great memories, but not the longest of careers. No, and I, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't think an amazing wrestler, from what I remember. 
nothing's sticking out in my brain. Like, there is nothing in my memory where I'm just like, oh, man, that was a great Raven match that, like, I would show somebody. You know? He's one of those I would say is all gimmick, no show. From what I can remember. Because I can't think of anything amazing about him when it comes to in the ring. So, Yeah, nothing at all. Uh, I'm somewhere around here. Yeah. I I would say even hide Jabroni. Because he still did work. He it's did. Just, I just... I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd put him at the mid-card level, personally. Like, even Spike Dudley, to me. I, I can remember... Spike Dudley matches. You can remember things that Spike Dudley did. That's the thing. Yeah, that's exactly. That's why I don't. Th- I don't think he belongs in the mid card. It's nothing against him necessarily. I just feel like you know they either they didn't know what to do with him or he didn't know what to do with himself. You know what? Now that I'm thinking back on it and just like how sad and out of shape he was by the time he got to TNA, and just how like kind of like a bloated, amorphous kind of. Mm-hmm person he was at that point near the end of his like in ring career yeah jabroni yeah yeah i have to agree i'm looking this up now as well like he had a look he had a vibe it was the right time and the right place for like one particular era and he never really like found his footing beyond that like i think i think derek might have to throw up a photo of what he looked like in that time period. I'm looking it up now and I have to. Yeah. And I'm I mean, sorry. Are you talking about when it, with the dreads and everything too? Yeah. It was not a good, yeah. it was not a good look. Yeah. Even at it the time. Bad. Like he almost has kind of like a Viking kind of vibe you would see from, uh, uh, Ubisoft and their Assassin's Creed series, but that's not, that's not a compliment. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I am picturing what you were talking about. I see what you, I see where you're drawing the comparison. Yeah, and it's not a compliment. Pirate. <laughs> yeah, these black though, you had uh, sea shanties. Yeah, you want to enunciate that L a little bit more? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, black flag. Yeah. Flag. <laughs> flag. Yeah. Flag. Yeah, thanks. Oh, buddy. <laughs> We're going to get demonetized for that one. We're not even monetized time. yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have They're no monetize us just to demonetize us. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna bleep that one probably, just in case. Just in case, yeah. Mark that Ho- right there. Hopefully, editing Derek remembers. Editing Derek has it out for you though. He does. He does. <laughs> he might just show showcases for like the whole episode of me just constantly saying it. Mm-hmm. He uh, will. He won't he do won't. that. Uh, uh, let's quickly move on to someone who would probably. Uh, Tear both of us apart uh, for having dead fathers, Derek. The man, Christian Cage, the patriarch of AEW currently. God, this guy, what a freaking career. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, Any of you who doesn't watch AEW, uh, I highly recommend it. This Mm -hmm. guy puts on an amazing show every time he's in the ring. Not only does he put on an amazing show... But he does it while wearing a fucking turtleneck. A fucking turtleneck. Because he's that era of villain. Like, yup. Yup. Look, Christian I... has been known to be one of those guys that's phenomenal to put together matches with. 
there's a reason him and Edge, you know, and uh, the Hardy Boys, you know, created the TLC and defined, you know, ladder matches. Well, don't forget the Dudleys. They the Dud- like, they were part of that too. Yeah, they were tables. They might not have they might not have been as much of a role <laughs> in it, but they they definitely did because there was that triple threat match mm-hmm. between the three tag teams. So that's one of the most memorable things I have of of all three of them actually. I I would say that like. I don't think the guy has ever really gotten his flowers, as they say, until recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I don't think he's ever been considered bad by any means. Uh, I've loved him from the early days of watching him when I was younger in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag team shows that he put on were amazing. He's been an amazing solo wrestler, though, as well. Yeah. Uh, um, and he's got Riz for days. Like, he's got Riz for days. He's great on the mic. Like, you give him the stick, and he is going to get the reaction that you want. I personally would put him probably in the main eventer, only mm-hmm. because I don't know if he's a legend yet, but he's on that path for sure. Now, for some reason... I could be argued. I'm okay with main eventer. I am. Uh... I feel bad for the guy because apparently Vince hated him so much, and not nothing to do with his personality. Like apparently, just hated his face so much that at one point he wanted to just anytime he was on screen have a blue dot covering his face. Oh jeez, he's a handsome dude. I, what? Vince is a weird guy. We've covered this because he knew he was handsome. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it, but. Christian Cage is one of the, like, he's not ready to be considered GOAT status yet, in my opinion, but he's damn close to, like, moving up the legend. Like, once the dude retires for real, and we can take a full look at his career, I would say easy legend, maybe GOAT. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I from everything I know about him, even behind the scenes and all that, he's just a great guy. Yeah, a bit of a prick uh, on yeah. purpose, though. Like, he likes to get under people's skin to have a laugh, but not... I mean, I do that, though, yeah, so that's, not, that's like, right up my alley. Yeah, it's not malicious, it's just, like, his way of having fun. Shenanigans. Yeah. like Just not know. evil shenanigans. No, good-natured shenanigans. Yeah. Okay. Walsh, do you know, uh, do you know Christian at all? Vaguely. I mean, that's to enough. The point where I know at least main event. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd give him a little bit more credit for uh, him and um, the next guy on our list, uh, Edge, aka Adam Copeland, for their wonderful, uh, unfortunately no longer running podcast, ENC's Pod of Awesome. If you oh, haven't yeah, had yeah. a chance to listen to it, it's great. They, I mean, obviously, you know, they've they're very good at being entertaining, but God. Some of their ongoing jokes, like still to this day, make me laugh. I will name created characters uh, after their created characters, uh, Paul Smackage and Flip Sunset, because it's so good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes, we all play D and D together, and uh, mm. we've we've got a, uh, a a brother combo going off with uh, Paul Smackage and uh, his uh, his twin brother, Tall Smackage, who I play. Yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. One's an ogre and one's a goblin. 
one of them's only died once. <laughs> so or sorry, I should say ogre. Half orc. Sorry, yeah. half orc. Half orc. No, he would have accepted ogre. You know that. That's true. But they're twins. Yeah. So let's I, get uh, Edge on here too. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, he, I very much like his brother. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's got Riz for days. He uh, obviously his tag team uh, days speak for itself mm-hmm. with with him. Uh, his solo career though also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite injuries and such that that both have uh, taken over the years. And you now know what? He, he's he got the push that Christian should have also gotten. Like Edge is a he's a top of the card guy. Easy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. <laughs> Easily. I mean, like the man's great with a mic. In the ring, he's great at selling. Mm-hmm. He can do crazy, crazy maneuvers. Yeah, he's got a great look. Yep. Uh, He's willing to take risks, as evident by the time he speared Jeff Hardy while he was hanging by the belts in that uh, ladder match. Yeah. I mean... And, you know, the brotherly hug. I mean, it just... It does it for me. It does it for me. Wait, wait. Are you talking about the Royal Rumble or when he appeared on AEW? On AEW. Oh, God. Uh Uh-huh. The brotherly hug. I mean, technically, yeah, it happened twice, but... The, the, the AEW one's are just a little bit a little bit sweeter. Just yeah, a little but, bit sweeter. Oh God, the go fuck yourself. Was, uh-huh. He's such a chad. Uh, I I would say main eventer as well. I think he's another one of those where he's not quite legend to me yet, but that's because he's still early enough in his career. And he's got more creative control now where we can see a lot more come from him. Yeah, and you know what? I want to see him do some more now that he has that freedom. Same. Same here. So Edge is still right. Oh, both of them are. Yeah, both of them are. Yeah, and you know what? I think probably their most recent match at the World's End might be worth uh, for you checking out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, God, they can put together a, a decent match. They're just great together. <laughs> they, um, mm-hmm. they, they know how to lay a match out and coordinate it throughout from beginning to end very well and very uh, uh, expertly and lost for words. They're just great. Yeah, no, they've got a good handle of, like, what works, what doesn't work, how to build towards a finish. They know how to manipulate the crowd. They know uh, the dark arts, as they say, of wrestling, of, like, the intangibles. That's what it is. It's the intangibles. And I think they got a lot to show us still. Both of them. So, <laughs> I just hope they get uh, some like young talent under their wing, and really like bring them up, you know, behind the scenes and give them like some time on the learning tree, and they take those opportunities and those you know younger wrestlers learn from these guys who have the years and experience to really show them how to succeed. Oh yeah, I mean. Sh- Shit, they've had to change the way they wrestle in many ways because of aging. So they've had to adapt. You know what I mean? Like, and the fact that they can still put on a show of this quality and caliber, like, come on, they like. There's a lot. There's a lot to learn from these boys. Oh yeah. Uh, who do we have next year? Ooh, Uh, that looks like uh, Batista. Yeah, that is Dave Batista. Hell yeah. God, this is a tough one for me. 
Walsh, you know Dave Batista. I do. Do you know more so outside of the ring or inside of the ring? Or a mixture of both? I'd say a little bit of a mixture. Yeah. Like, he's one of those guys that, I gotta say, like, he did pretty good as a wrestler. Like, he had some iconic moments. But I think he's done even better outside the ring. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think his acting career has just skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, I like. I do remember matches with him, but I, I don't know if I want to sit here and say from his wrestling career alone that I would put him in a main eventer. Mm. But I think his outside of the ring, though, raises him up to that because he's gotten a lot better uh, f- from acting over the years that he can now cut a promo a lot better if he really wanted to. If he wanted to. I mean, he's got some... God, his entrance alone into the ring is great. His... I'm trying to remember, was it it, this? Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the pyro going off. And the music where it's... You know, not going to try and get copyright strike by me imitating it. Yeah, no. But... I mean, good wrestler, technically. Not amazing. No, but I would say he's had probably one of the more interesting careers. His work with Evolution, his work mm-hmm. as a solo act, his turn on Triple H. Uh, I mean, the guy had the Godsmack son tattooed around his belly button, unironically, for way too Ever. long. Forever. But yeah. Rewatching, I think just recently was the new. Uh, I just rewatched the new Blade Runner. God, he was good in that. The small part he had. All the Guardians movies, great. Yep. Dune. He, he's a great actor. I wish it was a better movie, but that uh, zombie movie in Vegas. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, the zombie. I almost said Zombie Army. That's that game I played. Yeah. Uh, whatever. It's on Netflix. That Army of the Dead. Really did. Yeah, Army of the Dead, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, and yeah, then they yeah. had to, like, CGI in a completely different character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they took out Crystalia and put in Tignataro. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say main eventer, just be, especially because of his outside-of-the-ring type stuff. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. He's got a family of adorable dogs Hell that he's yeah. rescued. So... Good dude all around. So maybe up to legend. <laughs> Just because he has dogs? If he's got a family of rescue dogs, I mean, at least high main eventer. You know what? I'm going to put okay. him above Lex. He's going on top of our main eventers. I'm okay with this. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Okay. Now this one, oh my God. If we're just talking about mm-hmm. recently, Triple H, man. The guy... He's got the reins of the company. I know. I know. He's been able to uh, to work his way into the top, pretty much. I mean, he married his way into the top. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it immediately, but yeah. 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 Uh, Get there somehow. In kayfabe and reality. Like... I, I mean... Yeah, I think... I don't know. I think he's... He, you could argue he's a legend. I... So, like, here's the thing, right? Currently, Triple H, pretty amazing dude, as far as I know. Like, I think the most recent report I heard about him is 
Like, nobody, uh, he's never, like, raised his voice at anybody. He never yells at people. He gets along with everybody backstage. He runs a tight ship without being disrespectful. It's a complete, like, 180 from the Vince days. Okay, okay. But, you know, there was the period of time in his younger days where he was, he was a terror. Like, there was the reign of terror, like... He politicked and kept other people down. He, you know, put himself at the top Uh-oh. of the card. He had really long, real boring matches. Oh, God, he Hulk Hogan did that, yeah. You know? Well, there's the one match that I, that I think of where he, where he busted his quad. Uh, and he still did the pedigree on top of the, on top of the desk. Mm-hmm. Like, he's had some noteworthy matches. He's had some noteworthy matches. He's had a but, you know a pretty damn good career. But now that you've brought it up, though, how much of that has been influenced by his political games and oh, hundred percent. It's all it's all it's all backstage politics with Triple H. Come on. So basically, it's just like <laughs> if I when I said that you could argue legend, it would be an artificial legend status. Then I mean, it's fucking wrestling, dude. It's all fake. It's yeah, all artificial. So that's that's still legend. Then. Yeah, that's that's it's real for me. Damn it. That's fine. Then he's it's real for really me. using the rules behind the stage and winning. Like you know what? Sometimes you gotta cheat and be like, hey, their guy is uh, he's been on steroids for two years. Test him. I mean, he did have time to learn from someone who was very good at lying, cheating, and stealing his way to victory. So. He did wrestle during that time. He did. Look, I want to give the I, guy I, credit for his, you know, more recent years. He's put in the work. He's running a, a pretty damn good show. I mean, WWE hasn't been as popular as it is right now since he took over. He's doing a phenomenal job running the ship. He, I wish he would go back to like you know a little bit earlier where he was pushing the women's uh, wrestling a little yeah. bit more. Like he used to, but you know, I'm giving him time. I'm giving him time on that. I'm letting it play out. But he's been an advocate. I'm thinking legend. You know what? That might be a play on his end behind the scenes too. Of I'm gonna push the women, and then we pull it back. Then everyone's like, "Hey, what about women's matches that were going great?" And then we bring it back even more, and makes like a little do 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 do. You might be right. That would be a smart play. So that's probably not it. I mean, well, in his time with uh, creative control of NXT, before he started getting more control, we did see more women's matches overall coming out of WWE. He was a big advocate for it. Yeah. Yeah, just in general. So, like, yeah, I, I, I could, I would, I easily could be swayed for legend as well. Okay. Uh, Triple H, legend. Um, he, I wouldn't put him at GOAT status just because I don't think any of his in-ring stuff is really... There's he, only, like, two matches that really stand out to me. Yeah, like, he's more of a just, like, a steady hand. Like, he's someone you can trust, but he's not someone who I would say, by all means, like, give this guy, like, every belt in the universe like he got. Yeah, I mean, he... Like more sledgehammer than anything. Mm-hmm. Back then, so. Okay. Yeah. But nowadays, yeah. 
definitely legend because of this behind the scenes work. Okay. This last this guy up here, I want I want to cap off here. Uh okay. This is Randall Keith Orton. Randy Orton, son of cowboy Bob Orton, the man with the RKOs out of nowhere. Uh precision. Geez. Yeah. Look. Precision. Randy Orton, what a career he has currently and has had. Mm-hmm. Started real young and yeah. was a massive prick for a long time and eventually realized he was a massive prick and turned himself around. But also kept that for his kayfabe, though. Yeah, that's true. Which uh, makes it even better because like, he's not that way anymore. And especially like when you see pictures of him with his kids and stuff, like mm-hmm. the dude's like just a father now, basically. And like he's totally all about bringing up the younger, uh, the younger wrestlers. Yeah. So... Like, he's just a dad now. He's just a dad and now. it's hilarious. Especially coming from a guy who, like, shit in one of the Diva's uh, suitcases when he was in his, like, I don't know, 20s? 30s? Yeah, during the evolution phase or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, talk about a turnaround from being a piece of shit. Seriously. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I do love the guy overall not just inside the ring but outside the ring too i think uh his twitter game is on point i I hate that fucking social media site but he he does he does a good job wasn't he He, feuding with like soldier boy last year i think so yeah and he and he did a whole thing with ria on there Mm -hmm. uh just recently actually too where you're saying daddy's back or daddy's home oh yeah Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean he's not. He's called the Viper for a reason. The man is precise. He's precise. The man can RK you from out of nowhere. As the meme goes, it starts with the the absolute truth. I mean, the I think it was the rest. I can't remember which WrestleMania, but him and Seth, where Seth goes to do the curb stomp, and he launches him up into the air to bring him down for an RKL from that, is yep, one of the highlights of his. Both of their careers, I would say. He does that RKO from like from laying flat on the on the uh, in on the ring and go like he like hops up from a flat position, like not to a standing, but like almost like he floats up, gets grabs the guy and brings him down for an RKO. Mm-hmm. Like how? How? I honestly, right. I, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, also sheer talent. What demon? What demon did he make a pact with? That's between him and the demon. Yeah, he that's... tells you he loses the power. You know anything about contract? <laughs> I want to make the same pact. I want to do an RKO from from a laying position. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'll sell my soul for that. Any demons that are watching or listening, feel free contact us. Let me know. Yeah, look, I would say main eventer. Uh, simply mm-hmm. because he was such a prick in his younger days, he's not going to be a legend. Yeah. Well, I think just the the fact that he's not done, yeah. in my opinion, could be argued that he should be at main eventer alone. I could see that. Like, I think we're starting to go into the height of his career right now. We're starting to do that peak towards it. I not really like I should say so. we're at the peak, but we're, we're doing the rise. I really hope so, because honestly, he's one of those guys who has nailed down his persona so well. And I really love this current like interpretation of himself, where he reacts like a real person in the ring, like 
I saw him like dump somebody onto the announce table and they fell a little awkward and just his face afterwards was like I didn't mean to do it like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I can't not love him for that. Yeah, I I think I think this this uh like aging has humbled him a lot. Mm -hmm. Um I think having a family has humbled him a lot. They're taking family more seriously in many respects, I guess I should say. Yeah. Like, he's finally, like, started acting like an adult these past, like, ten years, maybe. Yeah. That might be I, too I, generous. I don't think we're going to... I don't think we're anywhere near the end of what we're going to see from him, and I I would say if we come back to this ten years from now when all of us are still alive somehow... Uh, be a fucking miracle. I think by then he'll be a legend status. Mm-hmm. It'd be an, it'd be, it might even be arguing about whether or not he's a goat at that point. I mean, it's it's he's working his way towards there. He yeah. has put in the work after all of these years, and he's been naturally talented for so long, and he continues to get better. And he's stuck by, you know, once he figured out the RKO, he's stuck to it, and it's one of those type of moves that it sells, man. It's, it, it doesn't need to be the most powerful-looking move, but the fact that like the the legwork he has to do to be able to grab you so precisely, that alone makes it worth the watch. Absolutely. So does that one WrestleMania where they had the giant animated snake that looked like a stupid little sperm on the ramp when he came down for his entrance. Oh my gosh, those augmented reality things are so dumb. Oh, they're all terrible. Like they're so bad. I think none of them give me more nightmares than maybe Becky Lynch's big time backs. Oh backs. yeah. Uh, was that the was that the SummerSlam one? No, uh, it's the one they use continuously. Oh, okay. Because I remember seeing one at SummerSlam, and I just my jaw dropped. I was like, "What is this?" No, that one and uh, Bianca's just floating lips with a ponytail is so fucking weird to me. It's so goddamn weird. It's off putting. It it's really off-putting. is. God, uh, on that horrifying note, I want to say uh, thank you to everyone who uh, tuned in and joined uh, us on your night off. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on all the podcast apps. We got Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Wherever you want to find us, we're there. We're at Night Off Pod on the social media. Links in the description below <coughs> for all of the stuff where you can find us online. Buy our merch, nightoffpod at threadless.com. No, wait, this side. There I you think go. I could do that because I'm wearing it, but you know. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Hold on, that's not the cool part of it. That's not the cool part of it. Oh, you got to give oh. them the show. Give them the show. Oh. Do a little turn I'm, on the catwalk. You're I'm backing escaping. up too much. You're backing up too I'm much. You're, you're I'm escaping. You're gone. But I'm back. Oh, man, the green screen is knocking it out, too. I love it. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, you can't you can't help but watch. No, it's it's help. mesmerizing. You're hypnotizing them. You're telling them to buy it. Buy our merch. Anyway, we'll see oh, you next. Do it. We'll see you next time, everybody. I'm gonna cut it here before Derek has a catastrophe. Say good night, boys. Well, good. Have a good night. Bye, bye.